This is section 39 of Mark Twain Speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Advice to Youth Saturday Morning Club, Boston, April 15, 1882 Read by John Greenman Being told I would be expected to talk here, I inquired what sort of a talk I ought to make. They said it should be something suitable to youth, something didactic, instructive, or something in the nature of good advice. Very well. I have a few things in my mind which I have often longed to say for the instruction of the young, for it is in one's tender early years that such things will best take root and be most enduring and most valuable. First, then, I will say to you, my young friends, and say it beseechingly, urgingly, always obey your parents when they are present. This is the best policy in the long run, because if you don't, they will make you. Most parents think they know better than you do, and you can generally make more by humoring that superstition than you can by acting on your own better judgment. Be respectful to your superiors, if you have any, also to strangers and sometimes to others. If a person offend you, and you are in doubt as to whether it was intentional or not, do not resort to extreme measures. Simply watch your chance and hit him with a brick. That will be sufficient. If you shall find that he had not intended any offense, come out frankly and confess yourself in the wrong when you struck him. Acknowledge it like a man, and say you didn't mean to. Yes, always avoid violence. In this age of charity and kindliness, the time has gone by for such things. Leave dynamite to the low and unrefined. Go to bed early. Get up early. This is wise. Some authorities say get up with one thing, some with another. But a lark is really the best thing to get up with. It gives you a splendid reputation with everybody to know that you get up with the lark, and if you get the right kind of a lark, and work at him right, you can easily train him to get up at half-past nine every time. It is no trick at all. Now, as to the matter of lying, you want to be very careful about lying, otherwise you are nearly sure to get caught. Once caught, you can never again be, in the eyes of the good and the pure, what you were before. Many a young person has injured himself permanently through a single clumsy and ill-finished lie, the result of carelessness born of incomplete training. Some authorities hold that the young ought not to lie at all. That, of course, is putting it rather stronger than necessary. Still, while I cannot go quite so far as that, I do maintain, and I believe I am right, that the young ought to be temperate in the use of this great art until practice and experience shall give them that confidence, elegance, and precision which alone can make the accomplishment graceful and profitable. Patience, diligence, 
painstaking attention to detail these are the requirements these in time will make the student perfect upon these and upon these only may he rely as the sure foundation for future eminence think what tedious years of study thought practice experience went to the equipment of that peerless old master who was able to impose upon the whole world the lofty and sounding maxim that truth is mighty and will prevail the most majestic compound fracture of fact which any of woman born has yet achieved for the history of our race and each individual's experience are sown thick with evidences that a truth is not hard to kill and that a lie well told is immortal there in boston is a monument to the man who discovered anesthesia many people are aware in these latter days that that man didn't discover it at all but stole the discovery from another man is this truth mighty and will it prevail ah no my hearers uh, the monument is made of hardy material but the lie it tells will outlast it a million years an awkward feeble leaky lie is a thing which you ought to make it your unceasing study to avoid such a lie as that has no more real permanence than an average truth why you might as well tell the truth at once and be done with it a feeble stupid preposterous lie will not live two years except it be a slander upon somebody it is indestructible then of course but that is no merit of yours a final word begin your practice of this gracious and beautiful art early begin now if i had begun earlier i could have learned how never handle firearms carelessly the sorrow and suffering that have been caused through the innocent but heedless handling of firearms by the young only four days ago right in the next farmhouse to the one where i am spending the summer a mother old and gray and sweet one of the loveliest spirits in the land was sitting at her work when her young son crept in and got down an old battered rusty gun which had not been touched for many years and was supposed not to be loaded and pointed it at her laughing and threatening to shoot in her fright she ran screaming and pleading toward the door on the other side of the room but as she passed him he placed the gun almost against her very breast and pulled the trigger he had supposed it was not loaded and he was right it wasn't so there wasn't any harm done it is the only case of the kind i ever heard of therefore just the same don't you meddle with old unloaded firearms they are the most deadly and unerring things that have ever been created by man you don't have to take any pains at all with them you don't have to have a rest you don't have to have any sights on the gun you don't have to take aim even no you just pick out a relative and bang away and you are sure to get him a youth who can't hit a cathedral at thirty yards with a gatling gun in three-quarters of an hour can take up an old empty musket 
and bag his mother every time at a hundred think what waterloo would have been if one of the armies had been boys armed with old rusty muskets supposed not to be loaded and the other army had been composed of their female relations the very thought of it makes me shudder there are many sorts of books but good ones are the sort for the young to read remember that they are a great an inestimable an unspeakable means of improvement therefore be careful in your selection my young friends be very careful confine yourself exclusively to robertson's sermons baxter's saint's rest the innocents abroad and works of that kind but i have said enough i hope you will treasure up the instructions which i have given you and make them a guide to your feet and a light to your understanding build your character thoughtfully and painstakingly upon these precepts and by and by when you have got it built you will be surprised and gratified to see how nicely and sharply it resembles everybody else's end of advice to youth read by john greenman